Hello again, everyone. Today we are in John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. Now standing beside Jesus' cross were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. So when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, look, here is your son. Then he said to his disciple, Look, here is your mother. From that time, the disciple took her into his own home. This has always been a strange scene to me. Here is Jesus, God of heaven and earth, pierced, beaten, and hanging on a cross. Yet somehow he had time to have a conversation with his mother. It seems out of place. All others of his final statements have to do with a prophecy or a prediction, but this is the one that, to my knowledge, does not. This moment in time was special. Jesus, the one who came to obey and fulfill the law of Moses, in one final moment obeyed this commandment, honor your father and mother. But how was he really doing this? To understand why Jesus felt the need to replace himself as the earthly son of Mary, we must examine what he did for her as a son. Scripture tells us that Jesus was the carpenter's son. That is how the people of Nazareth knew him growing up. It's how they acknowledged him while discrediting his prophetic ministry. Obviously, the carpenter spoken of is Joseph, his earthly father, the husband of Mary. But after Luke's account of Jesus' parents losing him in Jerusalem when he was 12, we hear nothing about Joseph. What this suggests to most students of Scripture is that Joseph died relatively early in Jesus' life. We don't know how or when, but it appears that Joseph was no longer in the picture when Jesus started his ministry. For a long time in human history, it was standard for a son to take on the same trade as his father and to provide for his family when his father dies. So we understand that this is what Jesus did. That's why, despite no explicit reference in Scripture to Jesus being a carpenter, nearly all scholars agree that he was one. He spent a large chunk of his life taking care of his mother and brothers, and he was not going to stop at the cross. Even in death, his commitment to honoring his father and mother was evident. Women did not have opportunity like they do today. A woman can now successfully live on her own, pay her own taxes and bills, and never marry or have children if that's how she decides to live. But in that day, having no man to care for her, it was commonly a sentence to poverty and hunger. So in comes Jesus the gentleman. In his compassion, he honored his mother by providing a man to care for her. This is the beautiful, respectable, humble, glorious Jesus that we worship and follow. And in following him, it ought to be our desire to become like him. So today, consider this law. Honor your father and mother. Obey them in your youth and look after them in their old age. For each person, this will look differently. But I want you to ask yourself, how can I honor my parents today? Maybe you could visit them in their assisted living facility. Maybe just do your homework on time. Perhaps you can send them a little extra money if they don't work anymore. Or you could just clean your room for once. For those of you who have lost your parents to old age or to tragedy, 
I encourage you to honor them by becoming the man or woman that God created you to be. Seek his kingdom. Seek his ways. Grow in wisdom. Even if your parents never served God, honor them by making your legacy a righteous one. I pray today that you open yourself up to become like Jesus in all you do. Amen. Amen.